Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this Book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Tom you He's the co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition. He's the co-founder and host of Impact Theory, which many of you actually, we've met through Tom. Um, and he really helps people to develop the skills that you need to improve themselves, improve the world with uh, Impact Theory, with Impact Theory University, with IT Comics. And I'm really excited about this because I have had the honor to sit in his guest chair uh, a number of times, and this today we're going to reverse the roles a little bit. So, uh, welcome, Tom Billu. How are you? I'm good, dude. Anytime I get to hang out with you, I'm a happy man. So, all is well. I want to talk about uh, mindset. Um, everyone knows our limitless model is we talk about mindset, motivation, and methods. And you are Mr. Mindset. For for me, I just can't. I can't help but watch one of your videos or be in the same room with you and it shifts in my mind what's possible. And um, earlier this week, I read a quote on Success Magazine saying this, I didn't always believe that I was capable of learning any skill that I wanted to learn, that I could get better in any area. I used to feel like my talents and intelligence were fixed and my job was to find the things that worked within those arenas. When I realized that I was bad at something that I really wanted to be good at, it was soul wrenching for me. It was heartbreaking and painful for my ego to accept me telling myself I'm not good at this or I'm never going to be good at this. That's why discovering that I could do anything I set my mind to without limitation completely changed the game. How that? How did that happen, Tom? <laughs> What's that? So, yeah, with, with any of this stuff, of course, it all gets distilled down in, into sounding like it was a single moment. But of course, it was a, a long time coming. But um, the punchline was I grew up, my dad, when I was 12 years old, made an offhanded comment that I took on as a part of my identity. Of course, none of this was conscious at the time, but um, he... He had introduced me to a camcorder. I started filming. I mean, to kids now, this seems so self-evident. But back then, it was really weird to have access to a camera. So I had access to a camera, started filming stuff um, with the intention of being in front of the camera. And then ultimately, my dad ends up making this comment. He says, oh, I actually think you're better behind the camera than you are in front of the camera. In making that comment, it got me thinking, oh, yeah, I guess I do know where to put the camera to make something funny or to work or whatever. And so that sent me to film school. And I thought that I was naturally talented. I, you know, based on that comment and my worldview, I just thought, oh, I have a natural gift for this. And at the end of film school, I had done very, very well. I was one of only four people selected to direct a senior thesis film, which was a big deal. And my senior thesis film was a flop, like a catastrophic flop. And I realized in that moment that I didn't actually have innate talent. 
And so that was like this brutal thing to recognize. It slid me towards depression. I spent several years in that mindset, believing this thing that I loved and that I wanted to be my life and that I had just taken on massive amounts of debt to get a degree in, I actually sucked at, and that was a permanent state of affairs. So sliding towards depression, I, I started doing anything I could to alleviate that. And that led me to reading about the brain. And there was this notion then that was really hotly contested, but now I think people just accept, which is brain plasticity. And so I decided to believe that brain plasticity was real. And that ends up becoming now what I call the only belief that matters, which once you believe that energy invested into getting better at something, you will actually be rewarded with improved skill set. And once you believe that, then your actions are to go and try and get good at something. And the reward is you can do things other people can't do. And so actually being able to do things other people can't do is what changed my life. And so being on that path of just one foot in front of the other, I suck at it today, but that doesn't mean I have to suck at it tomorrow. And just doing that over and over and over in, into many different arenas ended up allowing me to change my life financially, emotionally, um, and just, yeah, make the punchline of all of that a, a total liberation from this feeling that my talent and intelligence is fixed. That's amazing. And that goes into, I hear you say a lot on your show that, uh, that we are the, the human beings are the ultimate adaptation machines. Can you go into that? Truth. Sure. Yeah, so that that is um, my obsession. So every species has a choice to make. You can either hardwire everything into that animal, like a horse, and a horse comes out, and a horse can get up and run around within like an hour. You take a human, and three years in, like if you left that kid at a playground, it is dust. Like no way that kid survives on his own. So when you think about the difference, then you have to ask, okay, why? So the human brain, the um, prefrontal cortex does not finish developing until you're 25. Now that's not because um, that brain tissue is harder to form or something. Uh, it is purely leaving you open like a sponge so that you can drink in all of this information. And then roughly by the time you're 25, you've taken in everything that you need to from your environment and you sort of put a cap on all of that and your brain goes into a pruning process, which and that's oversimplifying. It actually starts pruning probably around age 11, but that's when like everything is sort of solidified, the last piece is in place, and now your biology is saying you're baked at this point. Now that's giving you 25 years to epigenetically respond to your environment, and culture becomes the most incredible tool that humans have. So when you think about our ability to exploit every single niche on this planet, if you dive underwater into a cave gym, you're going to find a sign in that cave that says, hey, be careful, you could die in here. But the fact that there's a sign there tells you that people go there. It's fucking crazy. So humans are, are able to go everywhere, thrive everywhere, because we can teach each other. So you don't have to relearn, right? Literally what we're doing right now. It's so funny. When I watched people pour into this, I was like, the reason that people are pouring into this is because Jim is fucking real. He gives people actual usable advice, which you know I value for tremendously. Most people do not do that. Uh, they're all sort of esoteric and talking big words, but they're not telling people do this, get this result. And because you do that, they learn something that took you a whole lifetime, but they literally learn it in a week. It's, that's nuts. So human culture is extraordinary. That, that's the period. 
love here. Everyone's calling you the goat. <laughs> I love this. Um, we, we, we've talked about this. I was looking at that, that, that article and again, that I was referencing before saying not to focus on limits. Um, so why is it important to believe that you can do anything you set your mind to without limitation? The key phrase being without limitation. It's important because you and I both know it's a lie. And I talk about in the book, lies are limited ideas that we entertain. You're a, lot, you're a big inspiration for the mindset section of this book. I says, if I go onto a rooftop and I would try to walk off and fly, I'm going to crash into the ground. I know that there are limits, but to believe in the limits, to focus on the limits doesn't make any sense because they don't move me toward my goals. Even though it's a lie, I tell myself that lie and I choose to believe in and that lie because it empowers me. So it's a choice. Yeah, I mean, look, people, you, you have limited time, you have limited energy, limited focus. So what you are putting your focus on, you're gonna see more of. To me, this is all about recognizing you're having a biological experience. Whether we live in the matrix or not for real is sort of irrelevant. Your brain is creating a simulated environment for you. Your brain has no interest in presenting you the truth. Your brain only has interest in keeping you alive. And when I heard what truth really is described, I was like, oh my God you realize how useless like raw objective facts are. So for instance, what, what is real right now, Jim, is there are a certain number of photons being projected from my computer to my eye. And if all I did was represent the reality, I would just be counting photons, right? So it would describe you and where you're at in the computer and the lights and all that around me. But at some point, my brain has to give that meaning. It has to say what it is. I have to understand collision detection, right? That if I walk into something, it's going to hurt. So your brain begins to say, all right, it doesn't really matter what's true. It matters what knowledge is functional. So I'm just saying, look, there, there's no question that you're limited. If you focus on that, you will be shocked at, if you think your limit is here, I promise you it's way over here. So rather than that, like, I'm just not going to worry about that. I hope, Jim, nothing would bring me more joy than actually, like at the end of Truman Show, running into a wall of my limitations. But I have put so much time and energy trying to do that, and I just find no matter how much I do, no matter how hard I go, I run out of energy before I run out of potential. So just don't worry about that. You, you will stop caring long before you run out of ability. So just keep pushing, try to get as good as you can, act as if there are no limits. Mm. When, when you talk about uh, Truman Show, I, I think about Jim Carrey and, and other people's concern. And you've, you've seen these interviews where he wants to free people from concerns of others. That's why he acts so insane on, on camera. You know, you have a very strong internal frame of reference. What do you say to the people who are watching that it's, uh, you know, like other people's expectations, with their opinions of you, uh, fear of making mistakes? What's that conversation like in your own mind? So I, this may surprise you, may surprise people listening. I think recognizing what is real and what is true can, despite all the things that I just said, can also be a very um, wise thing to do. So for instance, I never try to get rid of the negative voice in my head. So I'm not trying to get rid of my reaction to what people think. People are gonna think some kind of way. I will have a reaction to that. If they hate what I'm doing, that's not gonna feel great. But in that friction, I'm gonna say, okay, am I doing this to um, connect with them? Or is there some greater utility to this belief or this behavior? So 
Jim, the entire world could come after me and tell me that I'm a moron for believing that skills have utility and that I'm wasting my time and that I'm a fool or a fraud or whatever they want to say about that. There is nothing you could say that would make me stop because I've seen in my own life, it's real. If you know how to build a bridge, that is real. You can actually cross a body of water. Like that's pretty undeniable. So it's like, what do you want me to say? It would be like um, Elon Musk worrying about what flat earthers think. You, you can call them crazy. The motherfucker launches spaceships into outer space. So it's like in understanding escape velocity and um, you know, rocket telemetry and all that, he's able to do things other people can't do. So what are you going to tell him? There's nothing to say. So there are some things, if my wife said, yo, that really hurt my feelings, I'd be like, ho, your love and this bond and this connection is the most meaningful thing in my life. I'm going to adjust my behavior immediately. I'm going to devalue my own sense of, you know, thinking that I was doing the right thing because you just gave me data that matters to me a lot. And so I'm going to pay attention to that. So I don't want people to think that there's any way to elevate yourself to the point where you don't care about your fellow humans. There are going to be people that you care deeply about what they think. You're going to let it influence your behavior. It just needs to come back to utility. What's your goal? Is what you're doing moving you towards your goal? If it is, keep doing it no matter what anybody says. If it's not, and, and somebody's giving you the truth in an attempt to hurt you, still listen. So my thing is, yo, I need to know what's going to help me achieve my goals and that's it. So I can't let people drag me down if that's not useful. So I'll break myself away from the emotional tie to their response. But if what they're saying is gonna be helpful, then I wanna take it in, I wanna know. The, the, the feedback is extremely useful. You um, have this, for, you talk about taking shots and taking risk. How, how do you perceive risk? So I'm, I worry sometimes, that's sort of ironic, I worry sometimes that I'm too comfortable with risk, um, that I have a sense of like, if, if I wasn't married, Jim, oh my God, the number of risks that I would take would startle people. This is part of why I don't have kids. So it's this whole concept that I call witnesses to your crimes. So when you're single and nobody's relying on you, there's no witnesses to your crimes, right? If you fuck up, if you lose everything, it doesn't matter. If you have a wife, you have kids or a spouse, I should say, if you have a spouse, kids, parents that need you, whatever, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, if I make a mistake, like this could really impact people. And so I have employees, man. I've got a wife. I've got a family. It's like, I, I maybe should be a little more thoughtful than I am, but I, I value in myself a willingness to take risks, but I recognize the truth of the following statement. Those with the strongest home life take the biggest risks. So it is because I have this core of care at the center of my life. I have a wife who will support me emotionally that I know that while I may one day be financially destitute, if I continue to invest in that relationship, I will never be emotionally destitute, which I'm far more concerned about than finances. So I focus on keeping that core strong. And then from there, um, risk is relatively easy. I'm not without um, thoughtfulness, but I'm not as... Um, hesitant maybe as a lot of people. Tom Bilyeu, amazing. Your impact really is undeniable. I want, let's, uh, let's give a hand for, for Tom. Take a screenshot of this, please. It's honor, Tom, your time and, and your sharing here. Take a screenshot, tag Tom, make sure you follow him on social media, Tom Bilyeu, and share one of your big ahas. Look at this. Wow. <laughs> and, Dude, uh, as always, man. Oh, Thank we, you. we need to have you back on the show 
And, um, and I'm going to know, man, I'm always down. I'm going to thank you for all you do. You are the one of the most congruent, aligned, integrated souls that, that I know. And thank you for the, 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 the help and the hope that you've given so many for me and, and so many others. I, I appreciate so, so much, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to everybody in the feed. And uh, hopefully I will see you all soon. Tom, Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory, Impact Theory University, Impact Theory Comics. Follow this man. Uh, follow his words. Most importantly, walk the path. You don't have to walk on the same path, but we're all on this journey to be able to realize and reveal our fullest potential. Tom Bilyeu, thank you so much, my friend. I love it. Thanks, brother. Peace out. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag Quick Brain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.